everybody. Welcome to the this week's podcast. Now, this is really interesting because uh, if you watch the channel at all, uh, you know I did an interview with uh, uh, Ronnie uh, Retton from uh, Mantic Games. We were promising that we would get him on. Uh, I got the whole audio that I am going to put on the back end of this uh, podcast. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. For those of you that didn't want to sit through the video, well, guess what? Now you can listen to it in your car or whatever. And I thought it'd be a lot easier if I put it on both uh, platforms. Uh, a lot of interesting things to talk about. Um, number one, um, I'm really, really thrilled to announce that uh, next week uh, on the podcast, uh, I, um, if, if you guys have been around the channel for a while, then you know all about Helen. Uh, Helen uh, has been helping, had had been helping uh, with the channel for a long time as far as, you know, getting uh, covers done and just keeping me on task and everything like that. Uh, she's had some things, some health issues, some family issues. And of course, I said, you know, you're always open to come back whenever you feel like coming back. Well, we had a discussion and I am so happy to have her back in the uh, I'm, I'm going to talk to her for a little bit uh, next week uh, on next week's podcast, uh, and uh, I think you'll find it very interesting. Also, uh, I'm really looking forward to having Geek Gamer, uh, yeah, none other than the incomparable Deborah, on uh, very soon. Uh, hopefully, we can get that uh, for next week, which would be really good. And uh, I've got a lot of interesting things planned with her because uh, uh, she's just she's just spectacular. And uh, if you are a fan of Dungeon Crawls, uh, I, I, just don't, I just don't think there's anybody better, folks. Um, uh, she just does such a wonderful job and just so smart and, and does things so, so well. Um, uh, we, did get, we did do some interesting things. Uh, I think you're going to see an interesting video tomorrow if you check out the channel, uh, which would be Thursday. Uh, I talk about things that I, I brought back to the storage unit, surprisingly. And um, you, you're going to be kind of shocked to see what I brought back. So make sure you check out that video. I think you're really going to enjoy that. Uh, some of the things I brought in, and one of the things that I, I, I started working on, and I'm pretty excited, I'm almost done with it, it's Infinity Code 1, Operation Crimson Stone. This is a very interesting game because it's kind of like a real-time strategy game in a way and how it works out. Um, just really, really a fantastic experience and, and one that if you haven't tried it, I, I really hope that you'll take a look at the video that I did. I ended up contacting Corvus Bella, Bellis, Bella, Belly, Bellis. <laughs> Forgive me if I'm butchering it. Um, and telling them how great it is. I sent them over a copy of the video that I was working on, and they were just thrilled about it. And uh, they're going to send us another set of this, which I'm really excited to get my hands on. So um, I'm going to work on that too. Uh, I think we're going to do a live play of this, and uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun, because uh, this was a lot of fun to put together, um, which I was surprised because I had gotten... Oh, I had gotten some of this way, way back, and it was brutal to put together. It was actually painful, um, but things have changed. And Infinity, uh, I, I think it's version 4 now, N4, 
uh, is really, really one of those unique games that you really need to check out. And uh, uh, I, I think you'll really like it. Uh, a couple other things. Oh, I brought in some Flames of War. I thought that'd be kind of fun to do. So we're going to do that and get that all worked up. Uh, we're changing some of our schedule as well. We are having a, um, a war game uh, Saturday. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to be covering war games for the next uh, couple of well, geez, months because I've got a bunch of them that I want to cover and I want to show you guys. So every Saturday, if you are a war gamer, uh, we are going to have war pieces every Saturday until we're all caught up. Uh, painting, uh, we're, we're going to try to keep up on the Wednesdays, but you know, how can you, you know, how can you miss me if I don't go away? So I, I want to try to keep the Wednesdays open. Anyways, the podcast comes up on Wednesday anyways. So there's always something going on here. And uh, I just hope I don't tire you guys out of of me. Uh, <laughs> too much me. Um, we are going to be talking to John from Cab finally soon. Um, I'm going to set that up. Uh, that'll be on the podcast as well. Uh, just plenty of great things going on. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever been as creative as I've been uh, with with cranking out videos and and really enjoying what I'm doing. And uh, it, it's really been a blast. And um, I'm having a lot of fun. And that's the most important thing is just just having fun and, you know, getting to it. So uh, let's head right to the uh, interview uh, with Ronnie, from the CEO and founder of Mantic. If you haven't heard this, I'm, I'm telling you, it's really interesting. Um, I, I, I another another just fantastic interview that he gave and uh we you know we talk about a lot of different things the struggles the pains and and all the other things that go into running uh, you know a, a a company especially when you're competing against a giant which we will cover so without further ado folks on the other side of this we'll have our interview with ronnie from uh ronnie retton from from mantic games everybody it's your old pal rob here at rob's tabletop world uh we are taping this for our podcast and also for the channel uh today i have a very very special guest and uh it is the ceo and founder of mantic games mr ronnie Retton. sir well, how are you very well sir very well how are you how i'm doing pretty good i'm doing pretty good so Right off the bat, okay, I'm going to clear a, a couple of things up. And, 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 and really, it's going to lead into something that I, I, I want to get your feedback on. A few years ago, when I was first starting this, this channel, yeah. I, I was very interested in, in Mantic. And this is going six, seven years ago, when yeah. you guys were early on. And I made a video, which I regret to today. <laughs> but... Um, it, when you're trying to get going and and, yeah. and you don't know what you're doing and you're bringing stuff in and quality control is an issue. Now that's not Mantic's fault, okay? Well, but well, <laughs> you know when you think about it, in a way it is, and in a way it isn't, uh, because you put your trust in somebody. Yeah. And and then you know, unfortunately, it reflects on you. Yep. Yeah. As you know so well. 
So I kept on mi getting missing things and, and stuff like that. And, and, and I'm ordering the stuff from the UK to bring yeah. it in here. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm going to say this much. They did a fantastic job at replacing everything. Yeah. But everything I wanted to do kept getting, and I got very yeah, frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. And I made this video and, and, you know, I was just like, you know, this, that, the other. And where it comes into the question that I have for you, you were at GW and I, and this, this whole interview, I don't want to dump on GW, but I, what I really want to do is kind of use them a little bit. Yeah. I know you were there for 15 years and one month and, and, and this year you, Mantic is 15 years old. Uh, I think it's 15 at the end of the year, but it's, it's 15 on December the 9th. I think we're incorporated, but very, very close. It's coming up. Yeah. Just gonna, it's just going to be very romantic. I've been here okay. slightly. If you had to do it over again, yeah. okay, and start from the beginning, yeah. because it's been a little, it was a little bumpy in the beginning. What would yeah. be the things that you would you would change? I think we would be. I think there would be three things. I would do less things and do everything better. I think. We tried to do too many things, and I think we tried to do too many crazy things. And in crazy, trying PVC, trying rustic, trying different materials, um, and putting little round bases on a figure so they plugged in, so you could get them on the gaming table quick. Things we we wore our heart on our sleeves, which I think people loved. They loved to see we were trying. But the problem was, as you got out of the um, really early adopters who were the fans and advocates of your early journey, and you started coming out to people who just wanted a nice, pleasant experience, we were showing them all of our growing pains. It was a little bit too public. And if we'd done less, but done it better, done it more thoroughly, then I think we would have had a more gradual but inexorable rise from left to right and, 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 you know, and every mistake we've made ultimately rests entirely on my shoulders uh, for those reasons i didn't necessarily give ourselves time and, and believe we had something worth saying but you know each and every day it's taught us something and we're still here and we're still standing and we're still swinging and if people can do what you've done and just look again I think what they're going to see now from what we've been is is closer to how people can go, you know what, this really could be something that I could participate in. And and even now, I think we're stretched a bit thin, but I think we'll, we'll grow into it. Great point, because one of the things that I've noticed since I've made a, a couple of recent videos is, hey, you know, I, I, I remember back then, and I kind of turned my head to it. I need to give this company a second look. And, and I'm really hearing that a lot more. But something really interesting happened the other day. And I, I want to run this by you, okay? I was doing a, a, live, um, a live preview of Armada, a, a review of it, okay? Yeah. Because it's a funny thing. And, and, and again, uh, you know, I, I want to tread lightly, and I know 
Dom session on, on, on... Listen, you're wearing a Manchester United shirt. I've put MCFC on some of my Dwarves, Brucey. There's nothing you can do to offend me, Rob. You just fire it out as you want to go, you know? You know, I didn't know. You know, all the things... You know, because I, I read a little bit about you, and, and I usually don't prep for anything. You know, I just shoot as I go. But to find out that you are a Manchester City fan, I mean, I should just walk right off this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's all fun. City. I, I got to ask you this one question: Was yeah. Rat was Radford off offsides? Was uh, Radford Rashford, off? Was Rashford? Oh, yeah, off? definitely, totally offside. Yeah. He wasn't offside by the letter of the law, but did it, you know, did everyone stop playing? He's like, well, come on, he's offside. <laughs> Play to the whistle, that's what you do, you know? That, uh, exactly. Not exactly. offside for the second goal, were you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will tell you this much, Ronnie. I have such a passion for football, uh, Premier League. I think it's the <laughs> only good football in the world. Okay. Yeah. And I yeah. stand by it. I, I have England shirts. Now, I live in Florida in the United States, and during the World Cup, I I, 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 I will go to a pub and I will wear my England shirt because I think, I, I think U.S. soccer is rubbish. <laughs> it's garbage. And it's embarrassing. It's, it's where Premier League people go to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I think the thing about when you see a good football match, when you yeah. see a really – you know, I think who's the guy, Ryan Reynolds, that just bought Wrexham and he was on Wrexham. the And they were 2 0 down. What the hell am I doing? This is the most stupid sport. Half an hour later, they're 3 2 up. This is the best I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> and then it's 3 all. And suddenly you're on the floor again. And his wife is saying, I just bought this to watch his face. But they, the emotions, the roller coaster oh. emotions. You know, oh. um, we were at Forest on Saturday. I'd taken my son down. We're 1 0 up. I've been to enough football games that when you miss 10 chances, and you're away from home. I said, they're going to score. They're going to score. It's going to be one all. And of course, these 30,000 guys that have been sat there all afternoon have been absolutely battered. They've been utterly humiliated. It's still only 1-0. It's now one all. They're walking on the roof. The plate goes absolutely crazy. It's a roller coaster emotion. And, 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 it, and the beauty of it is you, you cannot predict this. Because, yeah. you know, a few days before, you slapped Arsenal so hard yeah. that I, I think they still feel it. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. And it, it's, it's, it, that's the game. You guys came from 1-0 down at home last night. I saw you. Oh. 1-0. Yeah, and it's the turnaround. That's what it gives you. So it's wonderful. And we're trying to bring that, some of that to gaming. Exactly. And, and let's get, get back to it. And the point I, I wanted to make was, I do this this live revisit of Armada because one of the things that I woke up to and, I, and my eyes have been opened up to, you know, as much as we scream to the big dog there and say, hey, we want this, we want that, we want this, bring it back. Well, wait a minute, hold on here. They're not listening. You did. You did. So, you know, a game that I really love is Man of War. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you, you you can't get it anymore, and it's outdated. Yeah. And I, 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 I realized that I bought all this Armada stuff. I bring it back in, and I go, my God, what's wrong with me? It's right in front of me. Yeah. It's right in front of me. 
So I do this live live uh, video, and I show everybody how the rules and why they want to go get this. Stop asking for things that you already have in front of you. Okay. A local game store here who watches this goes, hey, Rob, you, you did this wrong and, and, and you did that wrong. Oh, okay, great, great. He goes, I love Armada. I love Armada. And I'm thinking to myself, I go, you love Armada. I go, well, how come you don't carry it in your store? Which I, I, I couldn't scratch my head. You're playing it. He goes, I can't get enough people to play with me. And how do you address that? I mean, how do you, here's the way I see it. And, and, and just let me finish this and, and I'm sorry, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to use an analogy. GW is the giant tree. Okay. They haven't added any water to that tree. And you've got all these chestnuts all over the tree and they fall because they're not getting enough water. That's your opportunity. But how do you get all those chestnuts together? Yeah, and I think I probably, and I'll, I'll make a reference because I think you're about the same age as I am, the field of dreams, you know, build and they will come. Yes. And I think what we, what, so, and when we started, I mean, you know, when I left, I see the, the, the kind of discontent that was going on with, uh, you know, the, the reality is they are a public limited company and they have shareholders and they have, to, that's, who, that's who owns them and that's who's their bosses. And I could see that that wasn't working terribly well. And they've done licensed products and gone, licenses don't work for us. And they don't because you'll have a good year and a bad year and a good year. And that's not great for shareholders. And I want to yeah, address that too. So go on. I'm sorry. I think they do work, but I just don't think they work if you have shareholders. But, you know, I, I can, we can have two good years on the back of Hellboy and then we can have a, acquire a year where we do something else and then go get another one. So... That's kind of where we set out with Mantic to, to go in it. But I thought I'm just gonna like run my flag up the you know um, flagpole and everyone's just gonna suddenly start flocking to me because they're gonna realize that this is the whole deal and the nirvana of, of bringing some fun back to gaming and and you know we can have a and actually it took me a while to realize that people really loved what they were doing. And sometimes you get to the point where you go, I'm not gonna look. I'm, and actually, and you're saying, you know, I, I I was looking, but I couldn't see. And I, I, I've been saying for a while, the hardest Mantic product to buy is the first one. Because wow. there's some degree of just saying, I'm going to let that what I've done go because I want to now experience something else. And I think there's a of us as consumers looking to go back to something that is no longer for us, but it's a hard journey for us to realize Games Workshop hasn't changed. You have. Mm -hmm. You want to go back to being 14 and playing Man of War. They, they probably made it. It's probably called War Cry or one of their other games, yeah? But you're not 14 anymore. And what no. you now need is something different than what you were experiencing then. And you know, I remember reading Teen Times, Marv Wolfman, George Perez. It's the same thing. I was like, this isn't the same bond I had. It was because I was 18, not 14 now. And I think what we've got to do is go out and say, who are our products for? And I'll talk about this product in a bit because this is this is only got made because I'm 50. And, and this is something different and we're going to talk about it. But what I've realized in part of this journey is that there is no going back. There's only the now. And the now is if I keep making products for people that don't have the time, 
they can't keep up with 73 codexes, not through money, but through sheer time and through, I want to turn up, I want to play my friends, I've got three hours, I want to play my soldiers and then I want to put them down, I want to have some boats, and I'm going to do that and do it for three months and then tell me what's next. Dead zone, right, I'm going to do some dead zone money, okay, we'll do that. Right, what's next? Okay, firefight, okay, I can take my dead zone models and scan, okay, let's do that. And, and we're going to bring people slowly but surely from word of mouth to just grow slowly but surely into a, into a different tree. One of the things that I've really reevaluated myself and what I want to do, and and I'm not saying this because you're here, okay? A, a perfect example of, of this is I walked into a store. Now, the Miniature Market's one of my sponsors, okay, on the channel here, you know, and I tried to, to get whatever I can there. You guys sell out pretty quickly. And I go, okay, well, they're doing really well. They're doing yeah. really well here, but they don't bring in enough of it. I, I feel yeah. to, to yeah. really push forward. And the prior owner who, who was a very, very close friend of mine uh, yeah. before asthma, they took a, took a hold of it. You know, yeah. I kept on telling him, I go, you know, there's something here. There's something here. There's something here. You know, one game that I think just doesn't get a lot of love is this battle. Yeah. yeah. And, and when we talk about the saga, which I, I know you're going to, you know, that very first saga, uh, dungeon saga, of course, you know, yeah. when you opened up that book and you felt yeah. like, I, I got what you were doing. You know, this is a story. Boom. Okay. But one of the hardest things for you and what a lot of people complained about was the solo. Okay. And it's an amazing thing because after everything that has gone on with COVID, okay, which yeah. I'm sure you guys struggled horribly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Now you're dealing with shipping issues. Yeah. Okay. Which makes it even harder for us over here on this side, you know. Um, it, it, it's, you know, how do you over overcome that? Because the the original one there, of course, the plastics weren't great. The guys would be bending off the thing, and and people complained about a couple of things: the quality, yeah, and solo play. And you don't yeah. realize how big people want solo play. Now yeah. let me go. Let me go one further, okay? Yeah. And I'll I'll let you respond here. I'm trying to squeeze as much as I can in the the short time that we have, but. The big guy there, yeah. okay, makes makes kill team, okay, and all these other uh, other games. They're not fun, Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not fun. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm not saying this because you're here. Your games are fun. Yeah. They're a lot of fun, and people yeah. need to see that. Yeah. And I'm going to go a little further, but I'm going to let you respond to what I've said so far. Yeah, okay, so I mean, there's a few things. And the first is primarily and deep down, it's we're making games that are fun. And I think that's most important. And actually, when I was young, it was kind of winning, you know? Like, let, let, let's get the meta right now. And I used to dream about getting a, if I get my goblins up on the top of the hill and then they attack this, I can get flag attacks. And, you know, it was all just in my head. The game wasn't playable, but I was you know, thinking I was Napoleon and Alexander rolled into one. Right? <laughs> As I got older, I realized what I wanted to do was have fun. Just the games need to be fun. And if it's 
fun and I lose, but it's not a huge investment in time and I don't have a headache, I don't mind playing again. But if I've been tabled, having spent a load of money and a load of time and a load of effort, and I'm humiliated, then, then I'm not sure I want to do that experience again. And I think um, our games are, are something you can play on a Tuesday night. You can unpack it. You've kind of forgotten how to play. You start bringing them out. You go, okay, yeah, dead zone. They move into a square. They roll three dice. Plus one, I'm higher. Uh, actually, I'm going to get more because they're in clear shot. Or everything's logical. Everything's intuitive. There's no tables. It makes sense. We start with the cinematic narrative. You know, and it's always the way with dead zone. How do you get a clear shot? Someone runs in, kills one of your guys. Therefore, his go finishes. Now it's my turn. You're in the middle of a square. You just killed one of mine. I'm going to come down the corner with a, you know, high intensity rifle. I'm going to mow you down. Right, now I've come that, but now you're going to come back and kill me because you're going to run in because one of your guys is going to come and it becomes a back and forth, back and forth, all built on fun. And the reason is because in games for 20 years by this point, the guy that wrote Kings of War had written fourth edition Warhammer, fifth edition Warhammer. But all he could do in those games was iterate. He could only refine ever so slightly. He wasn't around to go rip it up and start again. So when he came to Kings of War, he wrote the war games that everyone that had played rank and flank games wanted to write. I'd been playing games for 20 years. So I said to him, you know, how did all wars, battles up until cannons arrived, how did they get decided? Not by how many you killed, when the army broke it was all about so if you imagine standing at the front and hitting someone you can do that for quite a long when the mate behind you says you know there's guys at our back as well you go say what yeah there's guys are sad there's guys are back you think i'm running <laughs> because ah, ah, <laughs> you know you've lost that's it you're out so when you play what kings of war you get attacked in the front that's an attack Thundering charge, thundering. get attacked in the side, they get double the number of attacks. You get attacked in the rear, you get triple. You know, that was my one contribution to the rule, that and throwing dogs. Because I said, make it dramatic. Don't make it plus 10%. Double it. Well, yeah, don't show people your flank. It's a really bad idea. And so we went purposefully for cinematic moments that explode the narrative, so you've got to be careful, you've got to think, but all you're thinking about is you're moving, your army's on, I've got a plus one for this, but you've got a minus one for that, I've got a sphere of this and a sphere of that, come on, yes, have a buff, but if they're big heavy cavalry guys, they're going to hit pretty hard, but once they've hit, they're pretty vulnerable to be attacked, so big thunderous charge, but then once they're there hitting you, well, they're just a bloke on his horse. We, we, we kind of built those of fun into the games right from the very DNA on the blank sheet of paper. And we knew what we were doing and could build from there up. And now we've got kind of, I would say, four or five games that are world-class. Yeah. They're all yeah. third editions. And, and one other thing... Four. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, Dead Zone's on third, Kings of War's on three, uh, Firefight's on two. Um, yep, Firefight... I yeah, just, beautiful I, I game. Just brought that in. I started. I started working on it, putting it together, and I'm going. This stuff is beautiful. Yeah, it's mind blowing. I mean, that it's game cool. is mind blowing. And, and, and what and, will you and, do with it in the next year is going to blow your mind all over again. 
and, and the other thing, you know, Kings of War, you know, I've been screaming for the old world, the old world, the old world, along with, with a bunch of other people. And it's right in front of us. Yeah. Only, only better and balanced. And it's Kings of War. So what am I going to do next? I'm going to buy. Uh, listen, you're, cost, you're going to cost me a ton of money, brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm not apologizing for that. No, I'm going to make your second quarter look good by the time I, I'm done on the panel. <laughs> but, but I'm going to go a little farther and, and, and tell you how fun it is. I, I got the original Dead Zone and I walked away from it. Um, I, I, I don't. I forgot why. I I just got it was involved. Bit, it was a bit crunchy. The very first yeah. one, because I couldn't be. I wanted to kind of half me wanted to do a game right where mm -hmm. there's six guys. They're super tough. They're absolute heroes. And you've got ammo packs, and you've got a stat card that says there's six six bullets in each ammo pack. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do is load your gun, and when you find six shots, you've got to reload. So it slows you down, but you've got another guy with And it, it was kind of like, could we make the, the problem was. Exercise in admin. All you're doing is keeping track of your ammo and your other things, and it wasn't very interesting. Mm -hmm. There was other bits of it, which was the narrative stuff that I've talked about. And when we came back through playtesting, I think we came two-thirds of the way back mm -hmm. from the super admin stuff, which is like cinematic, you know, when they don't unload the pistols, you know. But actually, that's not fun to play. So we came most of the way back. In the second edition, we went the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. We just refined out the covering fire and the other things. And, and, and that's why I would say that I, I struggled with Dead Zone 1 and why we had so quickly Dead Zone 2, because I knew there was an absolute diamond in there, but it was still rough. It was ahead of its time, Ronnie. Yeah. It was ahead of its time. Because if you, if, if you look at Kill Team, it's just, it, it's just a trussed up and, and jacked up you know, $300 game. Okay. I, 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 I would I would do the, the Pepsi challenge kill team versus dead zone any day of the week. And I'll stand and there I, and I'll say you play and you gonna, tell me what you prefer. And I'm gonna stand by that because I'm gonna tell you what what happened last week. Last week they just came out with the, the latest edition of it. You know, Space Hulk, you're gonna suck me in every single time. You know, one of my all-time favorite games. Sits yep. right behind me over there somewhere. Okay. I picked it up, and I, this is God's honest truth. I picked it up, I looked at it, and I go, you know something? I'm not going to fall for this. I'm not going to do it. And I put it down, and I I, I knew that I had Dead Zone 3rd Edition, the newest, um, the Omega or whatever. Um, God, yeah. I, I hope I'm... Yeah, the Omega one that's just coming through, yeah. Yeah, yeah which should be releasing real soon. Yeah, yeah, shipping right now, actually. Miniature Market will have it next week. Okay, yeah. I pre-ordered it, and I said, yeah. I'm going to wait. Because I know I'm going to have a better time with this. I know I'm going to have more fun with this. And that's what it comes down to. And I want to go a little bit farther because I want to talk about pure passion. And I'm a big guy on that. Listen, this isn't the most fanciest channel on the planet. But I'm going to tell you how, how I feel straight up. And I'm going to put, and if I stand by a game, I'm going to put my heart into it. And I'm going to, I'm not going to sell it to them. I'm going to make it where they make a smart, what I think is a smart decision. Some people may agree. Some people may not. So we can do. I watched some of the rule videos that, that your team has done. Okay. And I want to compliment 
on what a fantastic job. There is no way that I could even do some of the things that your team has done because there's two things I see there. They're not goofing around being idiots, okay, which, you know, trying to be funny. They're there. They're having fun but not faking the fun because they really believe in what they're selling. And when I, you could see it. It's like a lot of different channels here, okay, on YouTube. You know, they'll give you the plastic hair sell job, okay, the infomercial, okay, but they yeah. don't believe in it because I want to keep that sponsor. Instead of coming and bringing you something and saying, I really believe in this, your people believe in it, and I see it, and I feel it, and it gets me to a point where, you know, over here on this side, I want to do everything I can to show people, hey, it's not only this, you know, this, it's Star Saga, uh, Dungeon Saga. Uh, uh, I mean, these, these, tr that's falling off, of course. <laughs> you know, these resin castings are some of the most beautiful ships I, I've ever seen. I was working on it while waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> because I plan on, five more minutes. Yeah, which I <laughs> I I plan on really pushing this stuff hard. Why? Because I believe in it because your people show the passion passion for it. Tell me a little bit about the staff that you have around you and, and why, you know, it, it really is amazing how you guys have gone from here. And a lot of companies would have just sunk. But I see you keep going and getting yeah. stronger and better. And, and, and you convinced me. Right. You turned and, me and right around. And, and, and all, all I have, I think, is the, is the passion at the beginning to – here's the thing that everyone has to I loved of gaming. You know, I was into gaming before it was cool. You know, if anyone found out you're playing with little lead soldiers. I'm 100 years old. Trust Correct. You used to get beaten up in the classroom, you know? You couldn't mm -hmm. play computer games and you couldn't play Dungeons & Dragons and you couldn't play well, war games because Warhammer didn't even exist when I started, you know? Mm -hmm. Warhammer didn't exist. I had a pre-order for the very first black and white copy of it. 60s so and I, 70s here, pal. Yeah, come on, okay. Then you're even ahead of me. So, um, you know, and I had that pre-order and when I, you know, my, my degrees in historical, you know, War, get war, and um, but as soon as I discovered orcs and goblins and dwarfs, I was gone. That's it. And I've loved it, and I've been lucky enough to work in the industry and, and in my hobby and my passion all my life. But I want to share that, and I think there's now a case where when the shareholders are only demanding a return, and the people that are running it are accountants, not hobbyists, there is a space in the marketplace for a hobby-led. Company. And I hate the saying, you know, buy hobbyists for hobbyists, because I think it's trite and everybody says it, but it is. And I think there's a hankering, and I think this is why this time you've looked and it's resonated, because the staff here <coughs> have been on the same journey that we've been on, that it means a lot to us, gaming is important to us, and the fun aspects of it have to be front and centre, and my staff, the team that works here with me, are give more than they ought to do <laughs> because they're on this journey as well to bring gaming to a wider audience. And I think that's something that's absolutely at the core of Mantic. And what we've been able to do, fortunately, by growing and having a Kickstarter and 
you know, the Kickstarters are like this, and our sales are like that, and then Games Workshop killed the old world, and Kings of War jumped up, but then we didn't have the stock, so then we looked stupid because all of a sudden sales have doubled, but we don't have the people to supply it, and then, you know, we chunk along, and then the plastic supplier quits, so then we have to find a new plastic supplier because it's not in-house, the quality dips again, and then we find a new sculpt. Da, 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 da. You're always fighting these constant ups and downs, and every single one of the public. You put a plastic set out that's worse than the last one. Boom! You know, and it is only that slowly but surely you lock down a fantastic sculpture. We've got Luigi. We locked down an awesome studio manager. We've got Matt. We've got now a, a, a group of fantastic writers and artists and concept artists and a manufacturing guy that's just joined us from Rolls Royce. He used to build jet engines because we have, you know, 30,000 pieces. We make 110,000 bags of resin every year. And if one of those bags is wrong, we're going to get a customer service complaint, rightly so. Because if you're building a, a dictatorship, you need all the cannons all the way down both sides. Um, and so that passion, and so each time we're growing a bit, we're taking a punch, we roll with a punch, we learn from it, we get better. And each time we can get better and better people to help us achieve better and better things. And slowly, and I want it to be inexorably, the trend line is, well, I'd like it like that, but we'll take like that. And we'll, but we'll always have some, some ups and some downs. And sometimes I think with Hellboy, you know, almost entirely we got it right. Matt took control of it, the packaging, the quality, the sign-off process. The Kickstarter meant we didn't have to worry about money. There was a whole ton of money. Right? Um, and Hellboy was an incredible game. And, and yeah. I have it. I painted it, and that was one of the things that I started taking more of a look of uh, things and starting to bring bring more of it in. Didn't get to it, but now I'm getting to it. And the thing I wanted to bring up is you had some IPs, and yeah. you had to pay a lot of money for those, okay? Yeah. And I, I've talked to people that have done IPs, and sometimes it's more to put somebody on the map than it is to – to really make a, uh, you know, to, to, to hang your hat on, uh, a business yeah. on. You know, you started with Mar Mars Attacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which didn't, didn't do that great, but I thought was a pretty good game. Oh, yeah. We haven't done an IP before. The team needed to do it. It was a nice game. I still put it there. I think it's on the, uh -huh. on the card series. Yeah. That shelf just there. There it is. Mars Attacks. And, and we did the version. And it was a war game. You know, and it was good fun, and it was kind of in keeping, and it was a good place to start. Um, but yes, sorry, carry on. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think we did that quite right. I yeah. really got it right. I don't think it was fun enough. I think it should have been lighter. But, I thought Walking Dead was really good, but I think it ran into a problem where everybody was putting out a zombie game at that time. I think I tell you, uh, Rob, it was more serious. It was more serious, more grown up than that. The yeah. TV series just the ratings fell off a cliff. Yeah. And we've seen that, and all of a sudden, if people aren't doing it, if it's, if it's just, if it loses its vibe, people just stop doing it, and they stop playing the game, and it was really bizarre. Yeah. Anything. Kickstarter was good. Trade Lords was fantastic. US retailers were stocking it. First season, second season, of we were launching them, and then that season with Negan, and they just started shooting each other, and it stopped being Jeopardy, and everyone just went, I'm over with the zombies. Yeah. And, and 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 respond that and and but they still wanted their money. 
<laughs> oh yeah, and actually, bizarrely, in lockdown, um, the irony is that I think you know the pandemic game sold and the Walking Dead sold. We were in apocalypse. Everyone wanted to play apocalypse game. <laughs> and um, we, what we had in stock, we said, come on, here's a special offer on it all, come get it. And everyone came and bought it and played it because you could play it with your partner, you can play it with your kids. You can actually, um, it, it wasn't too intense. With with the strength of, of what you're doing and going forward, and we're, we're going to talk about that, do you think you would ever do another IP? Or do you feel that you're, oh, yeah. you're right now you're strong enough where where you can really hang your hat on the foundation that you've built? Because that foundation is really getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, I think we're big enough now, this is why it's taking a long time, to do both. We can do IPs where we want to do them, but we don't have to do them as, as fully immersive as we did. You know, in the mm. olden days, it was either Kings of War or Hellboy. Right. And, for example, this year we've got Dungeon Saga, which is coming out. We've got a very cool IP that we're just about to announce very soon that's really a lot of fun really light-hearted game it's not hard for us to design it's a couple of tools with the stuff it's going oh my goodness that looks fantastic it ticks the fun box but actually even though it's a board game it's a player versus player versus player versus player board game where you throw hand grenades and um <laughs> give you a little clue you're going to get a, a world exclusive here but um there's a there's a <laughs> wow yeah so, yeah okay that's not the, the playing piece size obviously there's a gun it's going to separate piece but um yeah but but it's going to allow people to just go oh i like that kind of fun what else do they do oh here we are and so we will do some but this year while we're doing a license like that which is big straight for us we are spending more money on kings of war tooling this year than we've ever spent in any single year even when we were doing kickstarters on kings of war and we've got a fantastic tool maker. We've got some fantastic stories to tell. We've got beautiful minis that we want to make. Um, and we're coming back and we're kind of being super uh, able to back ourselves to, to deliver that. That's, that's, that's amazing. And, and I, I mean, I just can't. The Kings of War thing has really caught my attention. And I'm trying to dig up a starter set and then, and some of the other stuff to bring in because I really want to showcase it here again. Uh, what I wanted to ask, though, um, you know, we're talking, you got Dungeon Saga right there. Now, are you going to remake Dungeon Saga? Uh, 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 I mean, bring it back? And, well, and, and what about the future of Star Saga as well? Right. So let, let's do this. So this was the thing is, when you go, we love Dungeon Saga, let's do Dungeon Saga. You go, okay, let's do Dungeon Saga again. I was like, do Dungeon Saga. Do Dungeon Saga. You think, okay, what do we do? if you played and you opened that box and you played it and okay there were some quality things but the fun and the, the the joy and the memories you had was that those adventurers went down and they fought the skeletons and they went all the way through and ended up fighting a big dragon the tyrant of helping oh yeah I uh, and, that that, and that was that journey and i thought well if you rewrote it you're gonna ask people to play the same thing again well, why would i do that that's kind of boring and it's kind of dismissive of of the um of the journey that people have taken you know i've, I've done mm -hmm. it and I, I remember that story that's the story that happened in my mind dan or died in this war you know got all injured in this room we had to revive him and but you know we, we didn't defeat that one the first time and those there's no but we think we still had stories to tell with these characters 
And this is the thing that came to me as well, is this came out 2016, uh, 2017. My boys were kind of 13 and nine. And I wanted to share a little bit of my hobby with them. I was going to ask and, you about that. Well, and this was one of those big things. And they weren't, you know, overly like they weren't painting miniatures or doing some of that stuff. But I would say, hey, come on, let's let's set up a game. And they've got computer games. That's, you know, kind of where they'd run off to. And it's a heck of a lot better than it was when we were playing. And it's not an Atari. Um, but they, and they were willing to come down and play. And I took Dungeon Saga, which I thought was a lovely game. The mechanics were great. But because all those tiles went together in a way that took half an hour to set up, and the heroes were kind of green sculpts. You know, they were sculpted in the green stuff. They were digital sculpts. That's what we had. That's what we went with. Mm -hmm. And getting it up, they were bored. You know, they'd gone off and started playing a computer game again. I'm going to come back down. We had this half an hour ago, Dad. And we, we got some games in. But I realized that if I want to share what I'm, I want to share, I need to make the, the speed from box to tabletop and the immersive nature of it, just that little bit more cinematic. You need to raise your game. And what we were happy with in the 70s and the 80s, you know, Hero Quest, you know, when you yeah. play that game now, you can't play it. It's unplayable because it's just not good enough. And when we built something that was brilliant for us, but it wasn't actually as easy to share as it ought to be. And so a lot of what went into this game was it went, if I can get two hours or an hour and a bit with my kids, I'm having a great time. I had a miniatures company, I had a gaming company, and I didn't have a game I could take out of the box and play. If you play Ticket to Ride, and I want to do this next dungeon crawler, where do you go? Hellboy, Descent, Dungeon Sorger. These are tough games. Right. And so we've, we knew the mechanics were in this, but the, the plastics, you need the heroes to kind of jump off the page at you. So... Now that's your title, and then it's going up. Just come out, and you go right where the doors go. How does it go? How do they configure? Endlessly compatible, but simpler for a dungeon crawler. And um, you know, there's your quest book. We've actually made this two books and play testing. I said you want the rule book, you can look at, and the quest book, which is for the Overlord. There's the background. Here's the story. This is going to get, and there you go. Adventure after adventure after adventure. And then the miniatures are huge and evocative. Great big axe-wielding um, barbarians. Let me see if I've got a... Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm swinging my axe and I'm whack whacking things with it. He's actually... Oh, I do it all the time. That's yeah. beautiful. Absolutely. And he's now got a double-headed axe, but that was an early sample. It was an early 3D print. So we've got, and we just, and that's where I want to bring more people into this wonderful, wonderful hobby that we have. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, we need to, we need to do the difficult bit for them. So what they can do is roll the dice, move them around, go searching for treasure, unlock what's in the treasure chests. But where we put it is not at the veteran gamer who's been playing forever and you've got six of them and you want to have a 40-month campaign, all we've done is go right to the other side and said, you played Ticket to Ride, you played a few of these other games, and you want to go just one step on, and you guys want to go on a journey together, a saga together. So where we've set it is, this is when Danor and Orla, this is when they meet. 
this is their first adventures. This is a prequel to Dungeon Saga and Walking's Quest. But then what we've done is we've taken them through not just their first ones, and they go meet the undead because they go into Lord of British Caves, finding out if it's empty or not. And it's going to come on kicks, but you're going to get four adventures. So you're going to get the starter one, and everyone, you have to go through the starter set. That's fine. That's where the heroes start. But then you've got a goblin base. You've got an abyssal dwarf base. You've got a twilight base, twilight kid. So you can then play through all the scenarios one at a time. You're getting loads of minis. You're getting loads of great new tiles that just go onto the other tiles. You can come out of one or you can start in the woods and come into the dark hall. And then, with a little surprise, you've got the final um, big boss buddies, which is, a, which is a Twilight Kin, which is teeing up the Twilight Kin. So everything you're doing, you're starting to discover the journey. And, um, and, and we've got that kind of built and ready to go. And what we're doing is this is how you and your friends, you and your kids, you and your you know, nephews and nieces come along and start playing Dungeon Crawlers. And what we're going to do is you're going to be rolling dice. After the end of the second turn, you're going to know what the mechanics are. And mm -hmm. um, you're going to be playing and you're going to be remembering how... Crumbs, do you remember when I used that feet and smashed all those goblins because we were getting outnumbered and, and I shot my hail of arrows and... And it's simple enough. We take we've done all the complicated bit. Roll you guys four times. It'll balance, you know. And you'll take the wounds, and by the time you get in there. And you know, you brought up Hero Quest and, and and Dungeon Saga, the original. The original Dungeon Saga, I, and I think maybe this was something that 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 uh, you know you experienced with your, with your your kids, and I know with with my son, and now I have grandkids that. We'll yeah, well, you know, origins for them. Yeah. Man, I'm old. <laughs> you should do you should do a Reaper figure and and take him from the one that sits standing over my shoulder and wait. <laughs> but um, the, the thing that they told me, at, at least my son, who, who who we've done different things together, and he's not a big gamer. He's a video gamer, just like your kids. He said I couldn't get immersed in the figure in the figure i was playing because i can only take him to a certain development yeah. and i think when it becomes personal and they can develop that character and that's why hero quest doesn't resonate with us anymore because yeah you know we don't want it over complicated i mean yeah, yeah exactly Growing up, I was playing the old war games, uh, the SPI games, and all that that stuff. And you know, it, it, it took me like a, a, a year just to set, set some of these games up. Now that I'm older, I want something quick that I can spend some time with my kids, but yet still have a little bit of that depth where they get immersed. Yeah. Well, how does my barbarian uh, that I named Chuck, you know, go through this and and oh wow, I found an axe that I can take with me. On the, and now he's getting stronger, you know. Boy, if we were to do this over again, I would have knocked those goblins out that gave us a tough time, and and yeah. and the excitement of finding things and experiencing things and sharing things, and that's that's and that's, that's what's all baited. That's you know, that's, you get you get buffs, you get money, the money you can spend in the shop to buy a little buff for the next adventure. So if you do well in it, you do better in the next one. But then you also build up levels. You've got better feats. You've got the new hero card which is tougher than the old one and that's what Dungeon Saga gave you without the 
administration of re-rolling and, and, and too much, you know? And it's, this is what it's a board game, it's game night. Let's get it out, let's play, let's roll some dice. Let's not spend four hours setting up. Let's spend five minutes. Let's get on and let's enjoy this journey. Let's get through two episodes tonight. And then, do you want to do that again? Yeah, Dad, because I can now buy this axe. I can now, and, and they just want to, I want to, I want a shield. I want some armor. I want those things. I found this. Can I take that with me? And if you're having fun with your kids, I don't know if any greater or, or your gaming group, it's a great, enjoyable wonderful rewarding hobby and i think that's what we're trying to learn and it's such a great point and 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 it, and it really is the strength of this company company as as not being i don't i don't i can't consider you a small company okay yeah, well we are yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone thinks we're a lot bigger than we are there's 28 of us yeah do you think at, at times that helps you and hurts you yeah both yeah I think, you know, people say, well, who else does this? They say, oh, Magic does it, you know. But then you're held up to, to, the, to the standards that these guys can do. And they can, mm -hmm. you know, they make £150 million a year profit. <laughs> yeah. Profit. But if they want to buy something, they want to do something, just do it. You know, I own this company, it's just me. And uh, if the money's not in the bank account, we can't do it. It's as simple as that. And so you get compared to – now, what it does mean is you raise your game. You know, if you're in here, you're going to have to perform. And so you can't cut corners. So every decision we make is important. The people that we have working with us is important. Who's going to help us sculpt it? We have to have the best we can possibly afford. Who's a great guy, who's easy to work with, who does this remarkable stuff. And that's what he does. And you, know, you can see from the barbarians and from the sculpts that we're getting and the plastic tooling that we're getting, the rules writers. We have to care about every single thing because and you've done it and we've done it when we made a mistake it's very obvious and very public because we're held to the highest bar what i think is that at some point um one one day we will get everything exactly right and we'll keep getting it right and at that point i think is when we. i really i really think you're on your way because I, i'm going to say something here you could write until the in, in, until your hand falls off you could you could post you can try to get answers from them you can ask for interviews what you know however from the from from the person that picks up a box of set with, with certain companies and let's not just leave it with, with with games workshop let's talk about a majority of the companies they don't listen to their fan base one thing that you i think is one of the greatest strengths okay is that you're not yeah. listen here on this channel i pull back the curtain i just moved to this farm here okay we bought 23 acres, you know, we've got cows, chickens, all this stuff. We have Starlink when I was used to the highest internet. And it kind of, I wasn't afraid to say, man, this is hard. This is where I'm making mistakes. This is where, what can I do better? Okay. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. If people find a rule clunky, I've seen where your people have responded, responded and said, well, you know, you know something? We can work on this. Why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? You're constantly, you're willing to learn. Yeah. Okay? You're willing to, to take the community's input and take what you have and make it them be invested. Because if somebody believes in you enough, if you do have a hiccup and you do go through a bump in the road, they'll stand by you, Ronnie. They'll stand yeah. by you. 
Yeah, I hope so. I mean, and I think we also have to get to the point where we stop making mistakes. You know, I think we do have to get to the point where we can't take those wild risks. I think if you're invested in Kings of War, you want to know you've got a solid rule set, you've got once a year updates, you've got great new releases coming, you can build an army now and look after it. And I think we're nearly there. We still make little mistakes even with that. You know, we brought this app out, we brought 3.5, thinking it would clear everything up. But actually, you know, it didn't go exactly as I wanted it to. But on the whole, it's there. People, okay, fine. But I think we need to always be learning, but I think we need to get very... The Kings of War managers need to be knockout. The IP needs to be developing. The story needs to be developing. The game needs to stay clean. The way you get started. So I think one of the things is... Um, you know, it's all well and good. And I was looking and I was looking at, you know, if you're a tournament player and you want to play, you know, let's say Ratkin, I just did the boxes there. You know, yeah, look at them. all this beautiful plastic, you've got all that, you've got army sets, you can have this to it, you can have that to it, you can have the other to it. And then I realized, yeah, but if you're getting started, how do you start with Kings of War? Is that what I'm going to start with? Really? I'm going to have to paint all that before I can play a game. I thought, yep. Christ, Ronnie, you, you started this to make it easy to make people open and you've got 40 codes, 40 SKUs, and, and, and you know, go and start here. And so I had to go back and go, you know, right, the ambush set. Yes, I've seen those. And these are me going, I'm sorry, we've got a great game, I want you to learn it. But actually, here's, here's some figures at a great price. You've got some cavalry, you've got right. your infantry, you've got a little rule book, you've got a, how to assemble them all in one box. Really good prize at 30, 40 bucks, something like that. Um, um, there's a QR code. You can now go and watch a video. You can learn how to play. You can download the rules. You can use the companion app for free. Build your army. What to buy next? We've got to get those bits up. Okay, thanks. I've built these. Add some cannons. Add mm -hmm. some, some of these to it. Oh, okay. And then slowly but surely, if you keep getting help, you go from this and end up with this. But we know that isn't an overnight thing. That's not even a, a week or a month. And that's the that's the hard thing, especially nowadays. Okay, I, I know you guys are feeling a tough time over the, over there in the UK. Okay. Yep. But you know we're on on the verge of it as well, and it's getting people to make good decisions. And people are now really starting to look around and try to get as much information as they possibly can. Now, over in the UK there, you've got a couple of, of, of great channels there, but they primarily hit the UK, okay? Yeah. You, you know, and, and, and they do a great job, and they're getting your message out. How do you get that message over here? How do you... You know, listen, I'm on board. No, no, I think that's the next thing. And I think the U.S. is already the biggest market. I think it's going to be a huge market for us. I think the games we've made have the U.S. in mind. And I think that's where licenses really do still help us an awful lot because suddenly someone bumps into it, tell me a little bit more, wow, I love this, and let's see where we go. Um, and I think that's almost this year's objective because I've got the release schedule. I look at the release schedule. I think that's the best year we've ever done. Uh, I look at the couple of kickstarts we're doing, you know, the Dungeon Saga, because I just, I, I want to give you this box of, of gameplay in it. You know, I just want people to have that because I think it's going to stand the test of time. And then mm -hmm. uh, what I was showing you, that's the retail version, you know, the actual real things like 
four, four of that deep. Um, we've got this license come. They're going to be a couple of things. They're going to be great fun. They're going to be nice noise, door openers. They're going to be on, you know, game store shelves. Lovely. So my next, my challenge now is, okay, how do we start having discussions and dialogues and back and forth and informing people? And Angry Joe came out the other month and he saw our stuff and he went crazy for it. But then he kind of vanished off again because we just can't sustain the releases. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, I've, what we've got to do, and I've now just managed to get another American guy to come and join us. And he's a very clever senior guy. And he's helping us address some of these issues. Because the next thing for us is that I want you to go down to every game store in America and on Mantic Monday, they're hosting a whole heap of our games. And you go, whoa, boats. Wow, I remember Man of War. Let me try it. Or, wow, I've been painting, you know, giant six-foot armoured warriors in space for the last few years. Um, that looks fun and different. Let me paint some of those for a while. How does this game play? And you just you just want to be out there being proud of it, enjoying it, and, and being able to show it off. And, and and you are headed in the right direction. I can I can I can see that, and I, I can tell you right now that that you have whatever power I have of this of this channel that I'm going to be singing the praises of of, of these games because I really believe in it. Dungeon Saga, um, the origins there. When will we see that? So I think late March. We're going to put it up on Kickstarter. Okay. And the brave uh, thing is, I'm, I'm going to try and get it under the um, get it delivered in December. Wow. So it's it, because I think it's a family game. I want it to be thought of in that kind of, I want to get playing this and I want to bring people on my journey. So the journey is it's not just the heroes starting. Mm-hmm. It's also <laughs> your group, your cadre coming into miniature gaming. Which, I, be that which I, I think everybody wants. Everybody yeah. really wants it. And that's what they wanted from the, the original. Will you be reprinting the, the original or, the, or that is that done? Not in that shape. I think what interestingly, what we did do, which I think was very clever, is the miniatures in this base game mm-hmm. are the same heroes and same baddies. So <laughs> yeah, gotcha. if you wanted to just replay Dungeon Saga and the past is the problem, it no longer is. So we actually configured that the base foes in the base game are the same, while not in any way diminishing the adventures that you had from Dungeon Saga, or indeed could easily play. If you just wanted to go and play it again, you've got better minis. You know, you could play it uh, with stats. I'm sure in the Kickstarter, we'll say, "Well, will you, will you rewrite it with the new rules?" And we'll go, "Okay, well, we'll have a look at that." But um, you know, at this point, well, we may well do a vintage edition. I think it, you know, it's only probably three more years, and it's ten years old, so. You know, what we could do is use these plastics, put it back in the book and, and have a look at it. And at this point, I didn't want to muddy, muddy the two. I just wanted to say, this is what this is, and it does it really, really well. Because in the past, I've tried to say, yes, I'll do that. Yes, we'll do that. And, ne- and that's when you end up with a, an experience that's not as good as it should be. So do it right. That's my final message. <laughs> do it right. That's the thing everybody. Do this one right, and the next one, look, look at that. I can't please please other people all the time. And, and with that, uh, you, you know, we, we addressed a lot of things here, and and you, you know, we're going to close this out because we, we actually filled up an hour pretty quickly. Yeah, we did. We did. We could have gone longer, but I've, I've, yeah, I've, I think we could have gone on for free. a couple hours. But I, I know how busy you are, and God knows I've I've got cows and chickens I got to take care of. <laughs> yeah, go, go feed the chickens. <laughs> but 
but but but the thing I I, I want to wrap up here, and 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 I'm talking to the public here. First of all, I want to thank you very much for coming on. How many CEOs come come on to you, you know uh, um, a podcast or or a channel, and and talk as passionately about a company as you do? And I commend you for that. And and I really appreciate you know you coming on here, and especially you know clearing up a lot of things, showing the growing pains talking about it because i think that's important for people to feel and see okay because it helps them become a part of things but i'm going to i'm going to go right here and i'm going to tell everybody i go you need to give this company a second look if you never experienced it go take a look watch some videos go there's plenty of videos out there check some romantic stuff go to their site check it out because they have those things that i always talk about on this channel folks that's passion, desire, and they just want to have fun. People forget that the most important thing about a game and what makes a game is fun, simple fun. And Mantic is doing that. And I really feel in my heart of hearts that you should support them, get a feel for them, pick out what you like, start with something small. Like Ronnie said, like he showed, Kings of War, nice easy box set that you can come into. You're going to find that that you're going to spend your money smartly, and you're going to have that thing that's most important, which is fun, folks. Go out, support them. You can find a miniature market. You can find you can order them directly from uh, www.manticgames.com. I believe it is. Yeah, manticgames.com. The miniature market. We've got lots of you know independent trade customers there. We've got a Armada beginners product sales starting next week. So if you want to get your hands on a starter set or the rule book or the rubber mats, I got to catch be up. Miniature market, they'll be able to access the knockdown price, working twenty five percent off all starter products on top of whatever discounts they offer. Because we want people to. We've seen your video. We've got some new releases coming for it. So it's not a dead system. We've got the best fleet we've ever done. The Trident Realms. Are coming we've got a new book coming in the summer we've got terrain coming for its interactive terrain there's another fleet later in the year but it got launched during pandemic no one actually got to demo it and play it we're going to adepticon in a couple of weeks we're going to salute in um, six weeks and between those two dates we'll actually start from next week we've got a beginner sale come and give it a try come and have a demo with us give this game a try watch your great playthrough last week um, and um Come join us at Armada, and when you've done that, you'll be already, well, we said the hardest product is the first one. When you've done that one, you'll think, right, Kings of War, Dead Zone, let's go. Yeah, and I'm telling I'm ta- we got Dead Zone that we're going to be featuring here and a whole bunch of other stuff. Again, Ronnie, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for coming on here. And hopefully next time I'd like to do this live where we can get people to to Great. enter in. But I felt it would have gotten in the way of what we were trying to accomplish here, which is to establish and, and, and have people understand where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. And I think that's the most important thing here. So for the great Ronnie Retton, uh, myself, your old pal Rob, until next time. We'll see you soon, everybody. Well, there you have it, folks. And I didn't have to film this one on the road. Not too bad. 
Uh, I'm really starting to try to get the hang of this and get it all squared away. Uh, another very long episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, leave some comments or email me at NovaPrime860 at Hotmail.com. I really appreciate all the feedback that you've been giving, folks. Uh, it really has helped a lot as far as uh, uh, where we're going with this and what we're doing. Um, I, and thank you so much for, for the fantastic response and all the people that are watching, uh, listening, watching. How can you watch a podcast? You'd be surprised. But um, the feedback has been fantastic as well as the viewership. I, I'm just I'm, I'm just humbled and amazed uh, at, at the people that actually are enjoying and, 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 and listening to this and watching the channel. It has been one of the best experiences of my life, that's for sure. And I'll tell you this much. Uh, I've got a lot to say, a lot more to do. So um, as always, guys, I want to thank you so much for everything that you do uh, here on the podcast. So until next time, it's your old pal Rob. We'll see you soon, everybody.